What's up, everybody? How's it going? I'm Cam. And I'm Rob. Welcome to the Cam and Rob Talk. And one genre that's like a genre of rock that really has a stigma to it would be hair metal, wouldn't you say? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's like a love-hate thing about it. There's a lot of people like it, but a lot of people that despise it as well. I mean, for gosh sakes, Pantera was a hair band, and they're trying to bury that fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so interesting. Like, what do you think it is about hair metal that, like, people have such a stigma or negative reaction to it. I think it's like a lot of it's got to do with ballads, mm. um, the style, the look. Um, and I think it's just a little, sometimes it can be glamish, you know, I would it, say a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. More. Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, just the combination of those things and people who are more into, um, I'll just say like grunge mm. or thrash yeah. metal, they they see hair metal as kind of like a feminine side to it posers basically posers yeah <laughs> they well uh, there's a point to what you're saying it's like a lot of them view them as like oh they're just they're just out to get girls yep that's exactly. what a lot of those musicians view them as yeah like uh like wow motley crew yeah you know they were they're considered the, the bad boys of the hair metal genre them and guns and roses and guns yeah. and roses you know I mean, actually, it's funny you say that because I think Slash was. Remember when Nikki Six like technically died because he over OD'd on heroin? Yeah, Slash was at that party too. Oh, he was. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting you bring that up. But I mean, I think the real question we're trying to get at is like, do they deserve it? And I think for me personally, it the answer is a hard no. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it has its issues. You pointed some of them out, like the whole the outfits and stuff like that. I can understand people getting turned off by it, but I would also counter with this. It was the eighties. Exactly. It I mean, was the, it was the look. And I mean, that was the time that that sort of music was, that was the fad then, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, and not even just hair mail. Look at a lot of acts out of the eighties. Like look at a, um, look at wham, look at, look at a, uh, lover boy, lover Stevie boy. Nicks, even her. Yeah. It, it was Nicks, just this, um, yeah, it was a style. So, I mean, to use that against them, I feel is a bit unfair. Yeah. And then in terms of music, I think a lot a lot of great musicians came out of hair metal. You know, yeah. George Lynch. George Lynch, in terms of guitarists, yeah, to be clear. Even guitarists, Red yep. Beach. Red Beach. Warren D. Martini. Oh, yeah, Warren D. Martini. Um, Rich, Richie Kotzen. Yeah, yeah, Richie Kotzen. Um, and then... What about the guitarist from Striper? Um, oh, two of them. Michael Sweet and Robert, Oz Fox. Oz no, no. Fox. Ro Robert Sweet's the drummer. Oh, he's a... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're both brothers, so I can see in that mixed up. But yeah, both those guys are great guitar guitarists, yeah, dude. And you've seen them live. I've seen them live, and they put... I saw them live in 2004 during the Reborn... It was during the Reborn tour. Yep. They put on an awesome show. <laughs> And it was sadly, I didn't get to see him with their bassist, Tim Gaines, at that time because he uh, he was out of the band. I'm not sure why they had someone filling in. Hmm. But it was still a good show. I loved the show. Yeah. And, and there then, you go. But um, yeah, I feel like, yeah. So overall, I think hair metal is like a really good genre and and really deserves more attention. Another stigma that people go about is like when you point out feminine, a lot of sex jams and girl songs yeah that's what people associate with hair metal and i there is certainly truth to that but if you look deeper in these bands catalogs there's really some serious and even dark songs in them for example 
Uncle Tom's Cabin by Warrant. Dark Song, it's about a couple of guys catching cops trying to cover up their murder. Yep. A murder that they committed. Then you got a, um, like, Kiss of Death from Dawkins. That's about a friend of theirs that died from AIDS. Mm-hmm. So, and then you also got War Song from White Lion, which is anti-war song. So this whole notion that they only did, like, Feel Good or Sex Jam songs, I feel is a bit unfair. If you look deeper in there, and even some hair, hair metal albums have hardly any songs about sex. I mean, look at look at Leatherwolf's debut album. Mm-hmm. Majority of it is, I mean, <laughs> speaking of which, their opening track, Rise or Fall, it's about a king being assassinated, being killed. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Right. Just listen to that verse, touch by the knife. <laughs> what do you think that means? You're right. <laughs> yeah. So I really hate that stigma that people like to say, Oh yeah, these hair, they were just about ballads and feel good sex jams. Yeah. And even if that was the case, in all honesty, like we said earlier, they have yeah, a lot, and a lot of the ballads too, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I like Heading for a Heartbreak by uh, Winger. That's a good song. Um, and part of the reason it's good in my opinion is not just it's well written and like after like the final chorus, they have like a very cool section where it's just instrumental section where Red Beach is just soloing away and it sounds pretty good. Mhm. And then there a ballad that I like. So I like Head for a Heartbreak. I also like um, Something to Believe in from Poison. Like, I'm not a huge Poison fan, but I do think that song is very solid. That is a good one. Yeah. Yep. And in terms of like, and it's funny that we talk about sex jams. Like a lot of people, people in rock hold that against them. But how many other bands have sex jams oh. all throughout rock history? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to start. Exactly. There's so many of them. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith. The list goes on and on. Yeah, so it's... it baffles me that people like hold that against hair mill, but let everyone else get away with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah. And but, then um, what about like uh, when, when hair metal went into the nineties, what do you think was the impact it had on like grunge rock bands? Well, it gave grunge musicians something to hate, but I think more importantly, part of the reason that I believe personally believe that hair metal died out, oversaturation by that time there are a lot of bands too many bands like we there weren't just the big ones anymore like rat rat bon jovi and all them there was a bunch of smaller ones like firehouse sleaze bees Mm -hmm. bullet boys which don't get me wrong are not bad bands i personally like firehouse's first album but again there was just too many of them and people wanted to change and grunge grunge filled that it did yep once the grunge scene came in, it just kind of like wiped it away for a little while, you know, so like right around the time of like 1991, I'd say, is when it really although, showed up. Although bizarrely enough, Firehouse would get an award for being one of the top rock bands in 1995. Oh. So yeah. it wasn't completely dead by that point. Not completely, but yeah. I mean, you know what I mean by like. Yeah. But I, again, I, I don't think it's mainly grunge's fault. I think it was just too many bands. If arguably record labels are more to blame than the bands themselves. Yeah. I mean, speaking of bands, I mean, I feel bad for this band because they're so good, but they were way too late. Von Groove. Yeah, Von Groove. And that, uh, that well, what's the name of that debut song or the song that can't, really, can't get enough? Can't get enough. No, no, no. I, I, Once is not enough. Once is not enough. And mm-hmm. it came out in 1992. Yep. And it was just like, really? This is even the music video. <laughs> You think, oh, this is probably from like 1985. Yeah, nope. you think that, it's wouldn't not. you? <laughs> nope, it's not. But it is a good song, though. I 
everyone out there, Von Groove, check them out. A lot of good music from them. Yeah, yeah, they got some good songs. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Too late to the party. Another band we mentioned, Leatherwolf. They were they started in the mid '80s. Arguably, Poison actually stole some of their thunder. So here's the story: during the club scene, Leatherwolf, Poison actually opened for Leatherwolf, and then at the end of their set, Poison would be like, "Hey, everybody, we're having a party at this section. Come join us there." And then there goes a good section of Leatherwolf's audience. Mm-hmm. So before Leatherwolf would even take the stage, a good chunk of the audience is gone. Oh, yeah. That's... So so arguably, you can blame Poison for that happening. Mm-hmm. Leatherwolf is probably, in my opinion, one of the most underrated of all of them. Yeah, they're very underrated, for sure. I mean, you don't really hear too many people bring up... I don't hear anybody bring up no. Leatherwolf these days. I heard him once on a Sirius station. That was it. Mm-hmm. Sirius and X. How about um, Hammerfall? You saw them. I did. You mean the power metal band? Yeah, power. Oh, yeah, it's power metal. But that does lead into another point that I want to talk about, which is that arguably hair metal influenced a lot of those power metal bands. I mean, if you listen to the guitar playing, the suspended, the combination of melodic and speed, mm-hmm. it definitely they got influence from hair metal. So oh, totally. So if so, if you listen to it, there's definitely influence there. A lot of the bands might say there isn't, but there definitely is if you listen to it. And on top of that, I would argue, I mean, hair metal, hair metal fame lasted for over a decade. It lasted from 1980 to 1991. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, think about grunge that seven years, really. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. I mean, so not, it I, started to fade out like in the mid nineties. And then it, once Kurt Cobain died, that was the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Right after when Nirvana was done. And then uh, it picked up a little bit more right around when Creed came in. That's a post, the, yep, the post, post grunge. grunge. Yeah. Oh, and the funny thing about that is a lot of those early, like, grunge bands, they hate those bands. Oh, totally. And some of them for good reason. Creed, I think, is actually one of the better ones out of all those bands. But you've got other bands like, um, I had Nickelback. Mm-hmm. So, Nickelback, and then there's the other one, um, The Calling. Oh, yeah, The Calling. Yeah. With Three Doors Down. Three Doors Down. So, you can kind of see like and i've it just, and i was in love with that those songs when i was a kid though growing up i i heard them on the radio all the time i know you you probably did too i did too yeah i never like like creed i got into to an extent but the rest of them not so not much. so much alter bridge is another good band too the band that formed after creed broke up yeah they're oh, good they're good I bands. Love alter bridge and part of it is because in alter bridge mark Tremonti, the gu- guitarist he really shows his stuff off in that band. You can really tell how talented he is as a guitarist. Oh yeah, he's like on like the top one hundred, like greatest guitar players. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the guy has a really nice style to him. He's really good at soloing. Um, yeah, he's just good like all around. He's got <laughs> had some side projects. I think more than just Alter Bridge and Creed. yeah, he's got his own solo band now. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and his guitar is freaking heavy as heavy. it is very heavy. I I don't understand how that he can PRS play it. that he's playing. Yep, Paul Reed Smith. Yeah, so I was yeah I remember I was at Nam and I was so excited to pick that up and I picked it up and I'm like, what the heck is this? Because <laughs> it was just so. It, big block of wood. It's not that big. That's what's so shocking about it. It's a relatively small guitar, only 20, I think it was either 20 or 22 frets, but it's so heavy. And I think part of the reason is it's one piece. Oh. That's reason number one. Yeah. And number two, there's a lot of product on it. A lot of stuff like um, like paint and 
finish, all the all that adds more weight to the guitar. Yep, yep. And I wonder if his humbuckers on that guitar, if they're made like you know how some are metal, some can be plastic. That can add weight as long with yeah. the knobs too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the inlays on the fretboard. A lot. Um, of, yep. But me personally, as a guitar player, I don't. I don't like very heavy guitars or guitars with a lot of stuff on it. Neither do I. I like a good finish on the guitar. I don't like that over glossy look. Yeah, to it. I agree. Um, I like it's kind of where it's like almost like a uh, the finish is just like natural wood. Yeah, you know I, what lo- I mean, I love that pattern on on guitars, dude. I can put with a glossy finish on the body, but not the neck. The neck it either have just a little bit of oil on it or just make it be bare wood. Exactly. Yeah, bare wood. I think that's just the better all natural look mm-hmm. for guitar. And then and just the I don't feel like too. the bolt on either. I like the all the way through. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like there's no the neck can, doesn't bolt on to the body. Yeah, that's sadly though that's a very common thing, and those it guitars is, are very expensive. Very expensive, but I like the whole one piece. I just think that's so cool. Yeah, and it's funny we're talking about that because another thing that came out hair metal a lot of. A lot of new brand guitar brands really gain momentum. Mm-hmm. BC Rich, a lot of musicians oh, play yeah. BC Rich. Oh, I, I got another guitar. I know you hate this one. I don't like it either. But headless guitars in hair metal too. That's true. Yeah, yeah that, a lot of Kramers. Yep, I like Kramers. Just not the headless ones. Yeah, it's, leave the headless ones out. Yeah, I don't know if they had. I Ibanez definitely has some headless now. I remember seeing them in them at nam mm-hmm. but yeah i don't like those either but yeah kramer's another one that gained momentum bc rich kramer jackson charvel so many different guitars yeah gain momentum as a result that's of hair the, metal. that's the cool thing about hair metal too is like the guitars are just so awesome you know all yeah. of them are like that like you just said the those type named guitars mm-hmm. are like probably like one of the best guitars out there jackson jackson ibanez are my two favorite bands brands personally bands <laughs> so yeah, my mean, but so yeah like my main guitars in uh ibanez rg and my bass is a jackson j series bass so so hair metal like i love the feel of those instruments me so too. and hair metal really helped put those on the map oh yeah yeah for me i like ibanez's i think ibanez's are like the- ibanez's are awesome yeah mm-hmm. and what about like where um what countries would a lot of the, these hair metal bands be recognized most in would you say japan for sure okay, japan, japan is one europe and europe and south america are pretty much those areas of the world where hair metal is most recognized yeah i mean i remember one band was talking about like they play in front of like a thousand people here in the u.s and then they go to europe and play in front of ten thousand. Yep. yep so it's yeah it's definitely whereas a lot of bands i feel like in later like post like grunge or anything like that mm-hmm. they're more they stay in the u.s a little bit more. yeah exactly they don't really broaden their they well even nirvana like where was their appeal their appeal was europe in the u.s they never i mean grunge never took root in japan hair metal did i mean hair metal would go on to influence bands like like x japan lunacy i mean you look at their look definitely inspired by hair metal hmm. so like a whole new visual k would basically be born as a result of hair metal yeah yeah you know and a lot of the visual k look is based from hair metal too exactly so yeah. and even the gu- way a lot of guitarists play so it's so that hair metal i would also argue that so yeah hair metal like had a much bigger impact than grunge did i feel like yep 
it's a little different today because of the internet age. But back then, if you back then in the nineties, hair metal definitely had a much bigger impact worldwide than grunge did. But to be fair, I think grunge kind of wanted it that way because you have to remember a lot of those musicians they they had the idea of doing big shows overproduced like. Didn't they, um, yeah, didn't, like Nirvana didn't want to do big shows, if I remember correctly. No, yeah, that was something I think that uh, Kurt Cobain was like, not he, that's something that he did not want to do, yeah. And, um, I'm not sure about the rest of the band, but, um, but they did do a lot of really large shows, they did because I'm sure their record label made them. But one band, and also some of the bands, in my opinion, are not that good anymore. Like, you put Striper, Striper against Pearl Jam. I'll take the new Striper stuff over oh, Pearl Jam stuff any day. Yeah, totally. I mean, Pearl Jam only had, like, t- my opinion, one great album, 10. Oh, 10 is awesome. And then after that, they just they just completely started changing their their music. They, like, yeah, their next album was okay, they but after... soft. Yeah, they started going soft, in some cases, more country. It was very bizarre to me, like... Yeah, like, Eddie Vedder, you know, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, he has kept his his you know same singing style yeah but it's just the rest of the band and the music it Mm -hmm. just changed so much and it's not the same well even well even a very doesn't sound aggressive anymore at least in those older songs he had like a little bit of aggressive nature true in songs like even flow for example oh yeah but flow and alive yep but even yeah so it's like even those bands so it's just yeah i would argue that a lot of hair band and even like when we we just listened to "Best of Me" by Rat, I would argue that that's much better than Pearl yeah, Jam's that newer song's, stuff. That song is not uh, that old either, right? It came no, out. I think it came out in the mid two thousands. Yeah, so so it's old, but not that old. Yeah, but then there and also, I remember what was that out? Al- Allison Chains. They came out with that new album. Was it Dinosaur? Oh no no no! That's that's not that album. Rainier Fog is their yeah. re- most recent. Yeah no no, I'm talking that, about before that. Devil put the dinosaurs. Here. That's it. Yeah yeah. I remember you we you bought that CD. Oh. We were listening to on the drive. I fell asleep listening <laughs> to that record, dude. I know you did, but I'm like, how did you? The first song, Hollow, was not that. But that's one song, dude. I know. We're we're listening to a whole LP. I know. I don't know. I thought it was decent, but you know, we all have our own opinions. Yeah. You know. So it's just like, I mean, I'm able like you've you've known me for a long time. We can I can listen to like a um Winger's debut album through and through mm-hmm. without without falling, but something about that. Or even a um Winger's more recent albums. It's so it's just like to me it's I feel like now Foo Fighters has made a bit of a comeback to be fair to them. Yeah, like I, we just listened to their most recent song. That's yep. Yeah, the one where they're the synchronized swimmers in the yeah. music video. Yeah, I think it was called "Love Dies Young." Is what it was. Called. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Yeah, but actually, for... I, I I was I was surprised. Actually, it wasn't that bad at all. Yeah, but... I didn't the music video. I didn't care for, but no, it, they've been like that for a while though. Yeah, they always honest. do these goofy ones. I mean, and the irony is, they used to hate the hair metal bands for doing that kind of stuff, <laughs> and now they're doing it themselves. Yep. I mean, look at, but Van Halen's kind of goofy too. Well, they embraced it though. I know, I know, but it's just the way they go about their videos. Both of them are very similar. Yeah. Well, Van, again, hair metal was aware of like it though, and they like embrace it. And the hair and the grunge bands, I mean, they, and Thrash for that matter, hated these bands for it. And ironically now, some of them have 
become what they hate in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at a uh, Metallica. What was it? Was it during? I'm trying to remember what era it was where they actually started wearing makeup themselves. Really? Oh yeah. You look it up in the mid '90s. Lars and Kirk well, Hammett. They were like eyeliner. They, they are, were, yeah. But, but they weren't working. They weren't wearing like full on makeup. Like no, they were. St- but just it's still ironic. And not only that, they were Lars especially. He was wearing like purple, like fur vests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's just, I. It's just like that's, ironic. That's Lars would do. True. Yeah. <laughs> so I just find it fascinating. Like they they get on them for doing it. Yeah. And on top of that, and speaking of which, you know, a lot of people say that. Going back to how good. I'm going to go on a limb here and say a lot of the hair male musicians are actually better than the thrash musicians. Oh. For example, put Red Beach against Kip Winger. I mean, Red Beach against a uh, Kirk Hammett. Yep, Kirk Hammett. There you go. Yeah. He destroyed him. Oh, yeah. Same thing with a uh, George Lynch. Yeah. And if if any of you out there is a fan of Red Beach, if 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 you've ever heard his solo stuff, there's a song called cut it loose that is a really good solo song by him and yeah. it's, it shreds he's so good at it and it's its own custom built guitar it's like an ibanez it was an ibanez yeah um and he always i think he performs it a lot when he's by himself he does yeah when he's on in the when he's now with any of the bands he does do it on his own time so yeah he's good and richie Cotson, dude i mean he was in mr big for a while he was in poison for a while and now he's done a lot of other stuffs very talented guitarist dude yeah so he's, and honestly, even Anthrax, I would say that all I hair bands are better than those guys as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm not, you and I both are not really much of an Anthrax fan. We like their older stuff. Yeah. Their older albums are good, but then they got kind of involved with some rap too. Well, the rap, was, but, I mean, I didn't think that song was bad actually. Maybe it's just because the first time I heard it, I was playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater mm-hmm. and that helped get me into it. But no, where I think um, no, the rap didn't kill it for me. They get they got repetitive. They suffered a lot of problems that the thrash bands did in the mid '90s, which was kind of like an identity crisis in a way. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, so it's so again, it's just. But I will still say, those guys were. Get, I'll take the hair metal musicians over them any day in terms mm-hmm. of like who's got more talent, more talent musicians. Like a lot of those guys, they were they're good riffs. Like you, like Enter Sandman, good riff. Obviously, it's been played all over the place. But I mean, but they weren't necessarily the best solo guitarists, the best lead guitarists. Whereas Warren D. Martini, for example, not only is he a great, great riff guy. I mean, round and round, lay it down. Oh yeah, these, there's one in man too. Yeah, yeah. But he's also a great solo. He's a great solo. He's a good lead guitar player. So we had stuff to back that up. It it's just uh, I didn't even say George Lynch too. He's a oh, great Oh absolutely. Yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, do you remember on that Mel show? Like Michael Schenker was on it and Kirk Hammett was there too, and they did like a little like Oh, that little duet thing they did. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. Yeah. Michael made... Schenker ran circles around Kirk Hammett. Yeah. It was kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad. I mean he's such he's got way more talent on the guitar than Kirk Hammett. Oh, absolutely. I just don't like Kirk Hammett's style with his wah that he plays, and his solos are just very repetitive. He relies on a lot of effects to get for his solos. Yes, yeah. he does. Yes. And, Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, it works for him, but in my opinion, and Cam's opinion, we think that that's just 
he's he's yeah. cheating a little bit. Let's be honest. Yeah. He's trying to make himself more, sound a lot more technical than he really is. Mm-hmm. Versus like I don't know one of the thrash metal bands that I think is really competitive to the hair bands in terms of musicianship would be Megadeth. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, Megadeth is very competitive on that. Yeah, so I'll give him that. Like Dave must. I still think Warren D. Martini is better than Dave Mustaine, but Dave Mustaine can hold his own. Same yeah, with, oh, uh, gosh. He's had so many good musicians, it's hard to... Marty Freeman, also good. Oh, yeah, Marty Freeman. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Yeah, so... And I think they're lucky in that guard. Of all the big four bands, I'd say Megadeth, musician-wise, is the best. Oh, yeah. But now we're kind of going into thrash a little bit. We're kind of... Yeah, boy, you have to. I mean, because they're one of the they're one of the genres that really likes talking smack to hair metal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, gosh, Metallica. Remember when they were throwing darts at Kit Flinger's oh, face? Oh gosh, no, that was that was Lars. Yeah, that was Lars. That's a very he hated them, and I think Motley Crue too. Oh, they despise Motley Crue. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Like another song that's not even about sex is Doctor Feelgood. That <laughs> song's about a drug lord, dude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's. So that and that just that opening with that, duh, 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 oh, duh, yeah, duh, he's the one they call Dr. Feelgood, he's the, the one that makes you feel all right. right. <laughs> You're right, that's his like a yep. drug. It's yeah, it's a dr- song about a drug lord, yep. And, and it's very, it's a good song. That opening riff, oh, yeah, it's an awesome riff. And I think it goes into the last question is hair metal, does it qualify as metal in your opinion? For me, yes, I would agree with you, and the reason why is. I feel like musically they were pretty heavy. Musically they're all heavy. I mean, Dr. Feelgood's opening riff, re- listening to him, round and round. I mean, not all of them were super heavy. I would argue that Bon Jovi was definitely more on the softer side. But a lot of those guys, dude, they could shred. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. And even today, a lot of them today have actually converted to power metal just as well. Striper being the biggest one among them. Mm-hmm. So... And yeah, what do you think, dude? So, do yeah. you think hair metal should be better received? I think so. I think that it it deserves a lot more credit than it's given to these days. So that will bring us to our final question. What do you think? Do you do you, any of you out there think that hair metal deserves what it's given today? Do you think it's you know not given the right kind of credit? Do you think it should be? Well, what do you think, Cam? I think it deserves a lot more attention. I think a lot of those bands deserves a lot more deserve a lot more recognition than they get. Yeah. yeah, check these bands out and let us know what you think. Drop a comment below. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time. Have a good night, everyone.